BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello. Welcome to or welcome back to Try Not to Care. If you're new here, I'm Ashley. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode and hanging out with me, listening to me ramble about today's topic. So over the last few months, I've been seeing a lot of videos on my For You page talking about the menstrual cycle. And when I first started seeing these videos, I was taken back because I was so unaware of the cycle. I obviously knew about your period and and about ovulation but I didn't know about the full cycle and what's actually happening to your body throughout the month. I mean I haven't been in school for almost 10 years so I don't remember much but I do know that we're not taught about our bodies at least not in full detail or to any extent that would help us understand what's going on what's normal or anything like that. I remember being taught what a period is, but that's it. And there's so much more to it. The education system is lacking in so many different areas when it comes to women and what we should know about our bodies. And if you want me to talk more about that, I can do an entire episode about it. But today I want to talk about our cycle and how we can work with it to make our lives feel less chaotic or less stressful. Before we get into anything, I want to first start off by saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I am learning about my body just like all of you. So if I do say anything wrong, please call me out on it. I just want to talk about this topic because of how shocked and amazed I was learning about it. Some of you might be in middle school, high school, getting into college and have no idea about any of this. And if I knew any of this when I was your age, it would have helped me in so many ways. Well, actually, before we talk about that, I want to talk about my experience with my period and with birth control. I want to talk about this because birth control can affect your body so much. And that's definitely something that I wish was taught more in school. So many of us women are put on it at not only a young age, but during a very crucial time in our development. And knowing about birth control would have been helpful in deciding whether or not I wanted to be on it. And if I was going to be on it, if I should have waited until maybe I was a little older. 
I was put on birth control when I was 13 or 14. I took the pill from freshman year up until senior year. And then I switched to Nexplanon, which is the birth control that goes in your arm. And with Nexplanon, it's really effective. If you're not trying to get pregnant, you're not going to get pregnant. So I did like it for that. It made me feel a lot less anxious about being sexually active. But the side effects, in my opinion, are just not worth it. And I know birth control comes with side effects. Like you get a long paper telling you what could happen. But like realistically, no one's reading that. I just wish someone sat down with me and was like, hey, Ashley, just so you know, this is probably going to happen. Like more than likely, actually definitely going to happen. Have fun. And maybe my doctor did and I just don't remember. But I feel like if he did go into full detail, I would remember that. So I'm going to say he didn't. So for the first three years that I had an explanon, I never got my period, which was nice. But I was always taking pregnancy tests to be sure I wasn't pregnant because your period usually is the indicator whether or not you're pregnant. So even though I knew it was normal to not be getting my period because I was on Nexplanon, I still wanted to make sure that I didn't have my period because of the pill and not because I was pregnant. And then the next two years I was on Nexplanon, I was bleeding all the time. I literally bled for six months straight, which is fucking awful. And not only that, but the entire time I was on Explanon, I had severe acne. So I decided I wanted to get it out. And I don't think enough people talk about how hard it is to advocate for yourself at the doctor or at the gynecologist. I had to go, I want to say two or three times asking my doctor to take my birth control out of my arm. And it took two or three times to convince him to take it out. Each time I would go, he would be like, you're not trying to get pregnant, are you? Like, you're so young. I don't think this is a good decision. And it's like, first of all, even if I was trying to get pregnant, that's none of your concern. It's my body, my choice. And I know the first or second time I should have just been like, no, take it out. I'm demanding you to take it out. But it could be very intimidating And very scary for a doctor who's so much older than you to be talking down to you and being like, I know more than you. This isn't a good decision. And they just make you feel like ass. Every time I would leave the doctor, I would leave crying because it felt like my concerns were being dismissed. And I just felt stupid for feeling the way that I did in my body. Like my concerns weren't valid. But the third time that I went, I really had to put my foot down and say, no, I'm having this fucking awful devil birth control out of my arm or I'm going to a different doctor because I was just so sick of feeling that way so I finally got it taken out and I switched back over to the birth control pills up until 24 so I was taking birth control for 10 to 11 years 10 to 11 years of my hormones being altered 10 to 11 years of my body reacting to it, my mood being affected by it, my physical body being affected by it, like my boobs, my weight, my skin, my hair, 10 to 11 years of me not knowing what my body or my personality or just who I was would have been like if I just developed naturally. When I turned 24, 
I decided to get off birth control because I wanted to know how my body would react to not taking it. I figured if I'm off of it and I don't like how I feel or nothing changes, I'll just go back on it. It took a little bit of time to see any noticeable differences. It took time to become acclimated to not taking it. But I would say about a year after being off birth control, the most noticeable changes were my period finally became regular, my acne went away, and I was much less emotional or angry. And I think now being 26 and fully off birth control, being off birth control for the last two years, I'm finally starting to understand my body or at least learn about my body. And I'm at a point where I want to work with it instead of a go against it. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or maybe you follow me on TikTok, you've probably heard me talk about how I struggled with an eating disorder. I had really bad body dysmorphia and looking back, I really do think a part of why I struggled so much with my body image and with eating is because I didn't understand my body. I had no idea how much our weight fluctuates throughout the month. I had no idea how much our body changes with each cycle. Like it literally doesn't matter how much you work out. It doesn't matter how little you eat. At some times during the month, you're going to be bloated. You're going to be more hungry. You're going to have cravings. And I wish I knew this when I was younger, especially in my teens, because I would have been so much more understanding and patient with myself and with my body. And I wouldn't have put myself at risk trying to be a size that my body physically couldn't be. With that being said, I want to talk about each phase of the menstrual cycle, explain to you what they are if you don't know, and then talk about how you can literally sync up your life to each cycle. I'm going to give you a very short and sweet description of each cycle because I know for me it's really hard to process information and retain information without a visual. So I'm going to give you the cycles for dummies version, me being a dummy too, so don't be insulted by that. So there's four main phases of your cycle, the first one being your menstrual phase, and that's when you get your period. Basically what's happening when you're in your menstrual phase is an egg from your previous cycle isn't fertilized, aka you don't get pregnant, and because you aren't pregnant, your hormones drop, and then the lining of your uterus becomes thick for pregnancy, but because you're not pregnant, your body wants to get rid of that, so it sheds it, and the only way to shed your uterus is through your coochie. So that's why you start bleeding. That's why you also might see some funky stuff down there. You're literally shedding the lining of your uterus. And obviously that's a lot of work. There's a lot of shit going on and that's why you might have cramps, lower back pain, you might be irritable, you might have headaches. Your body is going to work. It's gonna happen. When your period ends, that's when you move into the follicular phase and what's happening here is your body releases a hormone called follicle-stimulating hormone, and that hormone stimulates follicles, and each follicle has an egg, 
but only the healthiest egg matures and that maturing follicle makes a lot of estrogen. The app that I use to track my period, which we'll talk about later in the episode, defines estrogen as the powerhouse of you. It regulates baby making, bone health, cholesterol, skin, hair, boobs, brain, your voice, your mood, literally so much. And the increase of estrogen is what thickens the uterus lining that we just shed. And the reason it does this is so an embryo can grow there. Basically, if you were to get pregnant, your uterus could support it. While all this is happening, you might feel really energized or really happy because you have that increase in estrogen and estrogen helps form serotonin, which makes you feel happy and uh, less anxious. The follicular phase for me is the best part of my cycle. This is when I feel my prettiest. I can see actual results from working out. I'm less bloated. My skin's super clear. I'm glowy. I feel really creative really motivated, just all around good. The third phase is ovulation. And in simple terms, you're releasing the mature egg and it wants to be fertilized by sperm. And this is the sticky, icky part of your cycle. Like if you don't want to get pregnant, you better not be humping, doing the no pants dance, doing the dirty, because this is the no zone. This is when things can get ugly. But here's the thing about ovulating you feel like a hot bitch you feel so sexy like you want to do the no pants dance you want to rip off your clothes your boyfriend's clothes you want to call up your sneaky link because your body's like oh it's go time but it's not it really isn't it couldn't be a worse time but you do feel confident you do feel sexy and you're super social now this is where everything goes downhill this is my personal hell the luteal phase. I don't know how to explain this phase without using the actual terminology. So after the egg is released, it changes into the corpus luteum, which to my understanding is a cyst that forms on the ovary every single month and it releases hormones. And those hormones keep thickening the lining of the uterus and make sure it's ready for the egg to implant. But when you don't get pregnant, the corpus luteum shrinks and goes bye-bye. Your hormones drop and it causes your uterus to shed and the cycle starts all over. But during your luteal phase, there's a lot happening. Like your body is going to work. It's literally preparing you to have a baby. And then when you don't, it's like, what the fuck? You're burning so many calories. Your hormones are going crazy. Shit is hitting the fan. So you might be really emotional, you might be bloated, you might be pissed off, you might have really bad acne, you're probably really hungry, and that's all normal. And the reason I'm making sure to say that it's normal is because when you feel this way and you don't have your period yet, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I crying so much? Why am I so hungry? Why am I so tired? You feel like you need to have a reason to feel this way or look this way, so I'm telling you, there's a reason you're experiencing all this. It's not random. It's a part of how your body functions. So it's not fair to beat yourself up and tell yourself that you're lazy, that you have no drive, that you're not doing enough, you're not working out enough, you're eating too much, you're unstable, you're hard to be around, you're ugly. Because none of that's true. It's just a phase of your cycle. 
that you have no control over. But just because you have no control over these cycles happening doesn't mean that you can't work around them. It doesn't mean there's not things you can do to alleviate the pain you're feeling, the stress you're feeling, and just make your life easier. Now, what I'm going to talk about, I'm still in the process of learning and trying to adapt into my life. I literally just found out about this on TikTok and it's called cycle syncing. Cycle syncing is the practice of adapting your health and lifestyle habits to the phases we just talked about. Basically, what cycle syncing does is it helps balance hormones and provide additional health benefits during your cycle and helps balance your energy, your mood, your appetite, and even your sleep. I literally just read that off my computer because I wanted to make sure I didn't get it wrong. Um, But yeah, that's what it is. The two main things with cycle syncing that I'm working towards incorporating into my life are my workouts and my diet. So let's talk about it and maybe you'll want to too. I also think I'm going to start a series on TikTok showing you the workouts and food I'm eating during each cycle. So if you do want a visual, my TikTok will be linked in the show notes. Working out in general takes a lot of energy. Like you need motivation to just get yourself up and move. When you're on your period, you're not going to get yourself off the couch by telling yourself you have to work out and do this really hard workout, really intense cardio, especially if you have bad cramps, you're nauseous, or you just feel like shit. Some days you just don't have the same amount of energy as others. And it's not realistic to do an intense workout when you don't feel great. If you want to move, you need to find workouts that work for you and don't exhaust you or make you feel worse. So during your menstrual phase, your energy is pretty low. You're not going to want to do much and that's totally fine. Like I'm so for just resting, but if you do want to move your body, what works best for me is yoga or Pilates. And I mean like slow Pilates, not hot Pilates. Doing these helps with period cramps. It helps you stretch out your muscles, helps you relax. I also like walking because it doesn't take too much energy and it helps boost those feel-good endorphins that you get from working out. Like, you know when you go for a workout and right after you feel really happy, you get that like high feeling? That happens after a walk. And getting those endorphins can distract you from the discomfort that you have during your period and they can just help you boost your mood. One of my favorite things to do is a 10-minute slow workout on YouTube. I usually watch Mad Fit or Monica Fit. Just Google period workouts or workouts to relieve cramps and you'll find them. Your follicular phase is the total opposite. Like I said before, I feel my best in my follicular phase. I have really high energy, so this is a really good time to do exercises that take more time, more energy, more effort, like HIIT workouts, running, 12-3-30, boxing. I really like doing dance workouts. On YouTube, again, I watch Mad Fit, and there's a girl named Taken. I can't remember her name, um, but if you just look up dance workouts or Taylor Swift dance workouts, 2000s pop workouts, they'll both pop up, and it's so much fun. It literally doesn't even feel like you're working out. With ovulation, it's the same type of vibe. If you feel good, give it your all. You can do all those workouts or you can even do heavy lifting, which I don't do, but if that's your thing, by all means, go do that during this time. And then lastly, with your luteal phase, 
you're not going to feel your greatest. So you want to do similar workouts to what you'd be doing during your period. You also want to prepare yourself for your period. You don't want to strain your body too much. So think yoga, Pilates. It's a good time to do low impact cardio, gentle body weight training. Like I'll do small dumbbells. If it's summertime, I like to go swimming. I like to go on hikes, walks, a little more than what you'd be doing during your period, but definitely not as much as you'd be doing during your follicular or ovulation phases. Okay, so this is the part that I'm actually really excited to talk about and get into more myself, and that is what you're eating during these phases. Eating based off your cycle can help you manage or avoid certain symptoms, boost your energy, and give you important vitamins and nutrients that you might not be getting or you might be losing throughout your cycle. Again, I just want to reiterate this one more time. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm learning and this is just what I've been learning and seeing and trying to adapt more into my life. So as for food goes, eat what works for you. If you do want to do cycle syncing with food, you don't have to stick to specific foods that I'm recommending. You could still have Taco Bell while also eating one of these foods that can help during each phase. Don't restrict yourself from what you want. Like on my period, I'm going to eat whatever I want, but I'm also going to incorporate certain things to help me and make me feel good. So during my period, I typically crave sweets, comfort food, fast food. I eat like shit. I have no shame about that. But when you do eat a lot of sweets during your period, it can increase the blood supply in your uterus and leads to water retention, which causes pain in your abdomen. So it just makes your period cramps and discomfort so much worse. Also, these foods are missing important nutrients that will help you with that discomfort. From what I've seen, people recommend you eat foods with healthy fats, warming foods, omega-3s, iron, and magnesium. Foods with magnesium and omega-3s are going to help you with period pain, inflammation, and also cramping. Foods with iron are helpful because you're losing iron as you bleed. And then vitamin K is actually going to reduce heavy bleeding and regulate your flow. And it's so crazy to me that I never thought of this or I was never taught this. Like every time I have my period, I'm like, okay, let me take ibuprofen, Tylenol. Let me lay down. And I never really think of how to actually reduce the symptoms that I'm having. So now knowing that I can actually help manage these symptoms is such a game changer There's so many different types of foods that have these. Like you don't have to stick to one or two. You can Google different types of foods and figure out what you like or what works for you. But what I'm going to start including in my diet during my menstrual phase is, well, obviously water. You need to stay hydrated. Ginger and turmeric because they can soothe achy muscles, reduce nausea, and help other symptoms. Chicken, tuna, lentils, kale, and beans. They're all iron-rich foods, so they'll help with any blood loss. Sweet potatoes, oats, dark chocolate, nuts. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing, but those are like my staples, I think. During your follicular phase, like I said, you have more energy. And if you're working out, especially cycle syncing your workouts, 
you want to choose foods that are going to support these more intense workouts. So think carbs, protein. You also want to make sure you're taking care of your iron and vitamin C that you lost from bleeding during your period. People recommend you eat healthy fats and fiber. I'm going to lean more towards like brown rice, avocados, beans, broccoli, apples, lentils, eggs, chicken, and carrots. There's literally so many foods you can choose. Just look up foods to eat during follicular phase or any phase, honestly, and you'll find ones that you like. When you're ovulating, you're still going to have that high energy. So like the follicular phase, you want foods that support that. But because there's so much estrogen in your body during this phase and your liver is trying to break it down, you want to aim for foods that are going to support your liver. I feel like I literally sound so educated. I mean, I am. Like I I took so much time to learn about all this, but like me sitting here and being like, yeah, your liver is trying to break it down. Like who the fuck do I think I am? But really you want to aim for foods that are going to support your liver. So think anti-inflammatory foods, whole foods, berries, dark chocolate, vegetables, fish. I would go for like an arugula salad with some cucumbers, eggplant. Um, At night, I really like to have a fruit bowl with coconut on it more lentils through learning about foods and our cycle i've learned that lentils are so good for you so good thing that i like them because i'm going to be eating them a lot um also tuna tuna is also a really good food to eat and i thankfully like tuna people that don't like tuna as adults like grow up it's literally not gross it's so good my boyfriend refuses to eat tuna but i it's so yummy and then lastly when you're in your luteal phase and you feel like fucking shit, and you're bloated, and you're moody, and you feel ugly, and you're craving all these different sweets and foods, you want to eat foods that are rich in potassium and magnesium, because that's going to help you with bloating. You want to eat complex carbs and high fiber foods, because it'll make you feel much less hungry, and you want to be drinking so much water, That's just going to help with any symptoms that you have, make them much less severe. It'll help with bloating, help your skin, just overall really good for you. You should be drinking water all the time. After 75 hard, I'm like, drink your fucking water. I, I had to drink a gallon of water every single day and I finally finished the challenge and I'm still drinking that. And I don't think I'll ever go back because I've never felt so good in my life. My skin's so clear. Like I can't believe there was ever a time that I didn't drink water or that much water. And then for cravings, you wanna eat foods that have natural sugars like fruit or honey or even just swapping out milk chocolate for dark chocolate. And in my opinion, dark chocolate's so much better, like taste-wise. I'm actually in my luteal phase right now and I just went grocery shopping and I got stuff to make bean soup. I got dark chocolate to dip my fruits in. I got sweet potatoes for a side for dinner, avocados for breakfast, Hummus, because I saw chickpeas are good for this phase. Mm, Apples with peanut butter. This is my first week cycle syncing my food. So I'll definitely keep you updated on how I feel at the end of the week. And if I notice any changes, like I said, I'm going to be documenting on TikTok. So make sure to follow me there if you're interested in this. 
I want to end this episode with giving you my period care essentials. I feel like periods still are this uncomfortable topic. Like we know people get them. It's so normal, but we don't talk about them like we do other things. Periods aren't built into our everyday lives. And you would think with how normal they are, we'd be able to work around them and speak openly about them. But our jobs don't work around them. Our schools don't work around them. I remember being in high school and being so uncomfortable to ask to go to the bathroom because I knew that during class, I would either be denied it or told that I had to wait. But when you have your period, you have very little time between needing to put a tampon in or changing your tampon and then going to the bathroom and actually doing it. When my teacher would be like, oh no, you can't go or you have to wait. It's like, I don't have time. I, I can't wait. It's either I go to the bathroom and do what I need to do, which takes maybe five minutes at most, or I bleed out on the seat and make a fool out of myself and have all these teenage boys make fun of me all because you wanted me to sit and listen to this lecture that I do not care about. It's either I hold it because you won't let me go to the bathroom because you don't trust that I actually have to go. Or I have to straight up say, excuse me, I can't wait because I have my period and I need to go change my tampon. Which is more embarrassing, honestly. I remember the shame that I would feel at school going to the bathroom to change my tampon and having to hide my tampon in my sleeve or in my Ugg boot because if you took your purse with you to the bathroom, everyone knew that you had your period and it was this whole big thing. So you had to hide your tampon or your pad when you went. And it's so frustrating because it's like everyone knows that someone who has a uterus has the ability to have a period. So why is it this crazy thing that's so embarrassing or funny or shameful when it's natural? I think we should be way more open about talking about our periods and about our bodies. So with doing that, I want to recommend some things that I love and I feel like I can't live without when I'm on my period in the same way that I recommend my favorite makeup or my favorite clothes or my favorite books. These are my essentials that I'm happy and proud to share with you. I never used to be someone who would track my period in high school. Like my best friend would always have a period tracker on her phone. She always knew when she was ovulating. She always knew when her period was coming And I just kind of went with the flow and I was like, yeah, when I get it, I get it. If it's late, I'll take a pregnancy test. But recently I downloaded Stardust. It's an app on your phone that tracks your period and it shows you the different phases of the moon and how that affects your body, which is so cool. But knowing when my period is coming makes my life so much easier. I am so much less stressed out about when my period's coming I can prepare for when it's coming. I can go shopping now for groceries depending on my cycle. If I'm having a bad day or I'm really emotional, I can go look at it and see what day I'm on. And I'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense now. I can also track my symptoms, track my cravings, look to see if there's any patterns. It's just really helpful. I know that some people have the Aura Ring or they use their Apple Watch, but this is literally free. 
I mean, if you have the money to spend on those, great. If you guys want to get me an aura ring, great, because I want one so bad. But I don't have either of those. But I love Stardust and I really recommend it. Obviously, heating pads are really awesome for your period. But I'm a stuffed animal girly. I've always slept with a stuffed animal. There's just something so comforting about having a stuffed animal. So when I found out that you can get stuffed animals that are weighted and heatable and cooling, I was like, sign me the fuck up. I have a cow one and it's so cute. So whenever I have period cramps, I just lay my cow on my stomach and it helps a lot. Oh, and my, I don't know if everyone's like this one, but my cow one is infused with lavender, which I think is helpful too for cramping or like relaxation. And then also my lymph nodes get really swollen during my period and leading up to my period. So when that happens, I heat up my little cow and I tuck it underneath my arms and I'll sleep with it underneath my arm and it helps the swelling really, really well. I also feel like having one of these stuffed animals gives you something to look forward to when you're on your period. Like who doesn't want to lay in bed with a cute, fluffy little stuffed animal? Having your period doesn't have to be boring. You could still romanticize it. The brand that I have is Warmies, but you could just Google period stuffed animal and you'll find them. There are so many different ones. I want to start collecting them, but I don't I don't know if that's a little weird or concerning. Me being 26 with just a bunch of weighted stuffed animals. I don't know. My next essential is from the brand Baked Beauty Co. And it's called I Think I'm Dying PMS Relief Stick. And it's made of eucalyptus, essential oils, and CBD. It helps reduce PMS symptoms, but it also just helps you relax. You know when you have a stick foundation and you roll it up and just rub it on your face? That's exactly what this is. It's just a little stick form of oils and CBD. I usually rub it on my temples, on my wrists, on my stomach, anywhere that I have cramps or just feel achy. And it calms me down and makes it a little more bearable. I also love that the stick is small enough to travel with me. So if I'm on my period and I have to go somewhere, I could just throw it in my purse and use it when I need it. I'll have it linked in the show notes with everything else. And it's a small business. So Slay, we love supporting small businesses. I think for me, one of the most important things during my period is being comfortable. Like if I'm dealing with cramps or I'm in a bad mood, the last thing that I want is to also feel uncomfortable or overstimulated or just gross. When I'm on my period, I'm in sweatpants, I'm in a hoodie, I'm in my slippers, like I'm cozy to the max. I'm a thong girl, but not during my period. I love a good granny panty. I love boy boxers. I just love being cozy. But just because you're cozy doesn't mean that you can't also be cute. Like some of the cutest underwear are granny panties, especially the ones from Target. Like their underwear goes hard. But I was searching for period underwear and I found some cute ones from Aerie. They're called the Aerie Real Period Boy Shore Underwear. Victoria's Secret has a three-pack called Smooth Period Panties, which are also pretty cute and not too expensive. For, for Victoria's Secret, it was a three-pack for like 60 which isn't bad for them. But honestly, there's also some really cute ones on Amazon too, and I'll also try to link those. And then the last essential I'm going to share with you are PMS gummies. There's a bunch of different brands. I'm more familiar with Flow and Hum, 
but basically they're just gummies that you take once a day I think for the full month I might be wrong about that and I think it's just a really good and easy thing to incorporate into your everyday routine if you do have really bad period symptoms or really bad PMS symptoms listen the best things for your period are the easiest things when you feel like shit you don't want to do much if taking a gummy is going to help you take the gummy That is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope that it was helpful for you and you learned something new today. Like I said a million times in this episode, I'm not a professional. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. But I would love to one day maybe do an episode where I talk to one and they give you actual good advice. No promises though. Um, But it would be really cool. So if that's something you actually want to listen to, let me know. Make sure to follow my socials and follow me on TikTok if you want to follow along my journey with cycle syncing. Check out today's sponsor, respond to the Spotify Q&A, and if you like Try Not To Care, if you love me, give Try Not To Care a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. It really does help me out so much, and I appreciate it so much. As always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and hanging out with me. I love you besties, and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye besties.